This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 120 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. And Healthy Critters Radio, as usual, is brought to you by Biostar US. Follow them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we discuss the pros and cons of adding a miniature horse to your life. Tigger answers a quiz question. Critter Nutrition focuses on stress busting for humans. And in Coffee Clatch, we ask, which Harry Potter character best describes your dog or cat? Listen in. And I'm Coach Jen, and right about in between there, you would normally expect to hear Patty, but Patty's not here. Patty is giving a clinic and couldn't be with us today. (laughs) (laughs) Anything's better than coming in here and recording with us. No. No. No no Patty this time. We're going to miss her. Yes. But we have us. We have us. And since Patty is not here, I had to come up with something fun and interesting to chat about. True. Before we get things rolling, because we always have our chit-chat. We do. Regular listeners to the Horse Radio Network know that Horse Radio Network founder and chief creative officer, Glenn, is taking some time off following some surgery. And he is very grumpy right now because that's what happens when you have surgery and you feel yucky, right? Yeah. So I wanted to find out from you, Tigger. When you are feeling poorly health-wise, what is your go-to food and what is your go-to entertainment? Ah, well, if my go-to food, if I don't have an intestinal difficulty, um, if it's not like the flu and I'm throwing up kind of stuff, um, is generally soup and a milkshake. (laughs) Now, do do you have a soup preference? Homemade chicken soup. Noodles or, or no? Yes, noodles. Okay. And um, I, I think my my favorite bottom line, I always feel better, is uh, cream of tomato and basil soup. Interesting choice because tomato and basil is kind of a, a zippy tart kind of a flavor. That's very interesting. Well, what I do is I add a little milk or cream. Yeah. Tomato soup with milk is better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. And yeah. And maybe some Ritz crackers dipped mm. in the soup. Dipped in the soup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Or I'm, maybe a little bit of cream cheese. Oh, look at you. On the Ritz cracker. Yeah. I'm, I'm as, kind of a chicken soup person, too. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Especially like it when it's somebody brings it and it's homemade. Yeah, since they took all the chemicals out of canned chicken soup, it's just not tasty anymore. Really, it was only good because of the chemicals. I never was a big fan of Campbell's chicken noodle soup, I have to say. I know it's weird. My my grandmothers used to make wicked good chicken soup. So when we were kids, we got sick, and we lived in the same town as my both sets of grandparents – my, you know, grandmother would rush over. One of them would rush over with, you know, freshly made chicken soup. 
There you go. So you've got your chicken soup. You've got your Ritz crackers. A milkshake. You've got a milkshake. And now what is, what, what is your fur, what is your entertainment for when you're feeling poorly? Are you a TV uh, person, a crossword puzzle person, a knit oh, I'm, person? Not knit, not crossword. Might be reading a good book. Probably when I don't feel good, it would not be a political or something that I had to really think about. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be reading something that gets your heart rate up. No, no, I would be more, you know, uh, fantasy or good fiction. Mm-hmm. Or I would get on Netflix or Amazon and look for good movies or, you know, binge watch a series. Yeah, I have a tendency whenever I feel poorly, I definitely tend to lean towards TV, but sometimes I'll now listen to books instead. But when I feel poorly, I want to watch something or listen to something I've watched or listened to before and liked. Yes, I I would say I'm, yeah, something that I've really enjoyed because generally when I don't feel good, I'm not in the mood to try something that might be terrible. (laughs) And you don't, you don't want to pay that close attention. You're a little bit distracted. You might fall asleep and you don't want to have to work hard. You don't have to find just just put the Wizard of Oz on. I'll be fine for the next hour and a half. You know what? Also, because I sort of go in in and out of consciousness when I don't feel good. When you put something on that you know, and then you sort of doze off, and you wake up, and you still know where the story yes, is. Exactly. That, oh, yes. Too. I yes. I can probably tell you what part of the Wizard of Oz we're at in about two, a two second clip. I've seen it so many so many thousands of times. That's that for me is. Star Wars. Yeah. I can tell you wherever yeah. we are, you are in Star Wars. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like to be in bed. You're a couch person? I am definitely a couch person. I mean, I'm in bed at night, but if I have to be in bed all day, all night, I, I just don't sleep well. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So when your horse is feeling a little bit poorly. <laughs> yes. What do you think? Do Are, are you the, are you... Because there's two different schools of thought nowadays. Some that, okay, you, you give them the warm mashes and you do special things with their food. And then there's others that say, no, 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 don't change it up. That's not really good for their digestive system. Where do you fall on that one? I don't do a lot of extra mashes if they're now. If they're just sort of off a little bit, they don't feel so good. Maybe they're running a bit of a fever. I may make them something warm, but I'm not sure I'd be adding unless I really needed to address the colon, I'm not sure I would be adding bran. Yeah. I would try to keep things pretty much the same, but maybe if the horse has kind of lost his appetite, entice him with something that I knew he really liked that was still good for him. <laughs> right, right. Maybe maybe chop up a couple of carrots or a couple of Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. How about you? Well, I, for many a year, I was the bran mash person. But nowadays, I love to give them mashes, but I use beet pulp instead of bran. Mm-hmm. But my horses also get beet pulp every day. So yeah, getting so beet pulp no is not beet. something that's going to yeah. be unique to their diet. So nowadays, to dress it up, we will chop up some veg in there. We'll put carrots or apples. Scooter seems to like celery in his. Hey, you know, when you when you live on a dry hey. lot, you'll, te- you'll eat just about anything green. <laughs> you know? Uh, so we're, we're prone to that. And he also likes Netflix. He does? <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Glenn was his paddock. In order to get from his paddock to our barn, he has to walk through our front yard, which is tiny, little to be front yard, about the size of three stalls. 
and Glenn came over to the front porch to say something to me. And Scooter just about walked up the porch steps into the porch. Like, whoa, stop, dude. Dude, that's not meant to hold you up. Yeah. and Yeah, I'm definitely, I like to, when they're feeling iffy or they're really tired from a hard work or the weather, ha- we have a cold snap. I'm very, very prone to giving them yummies in their food. Yeah. Yeah, I will add, you know, like warm water to the feed to to hydrate it and... You know, I, I think warm food is way more nourishing than cold food. Interesting. Says yeah. the person that has a soup and then a milkshake. <laughs> yeah, there's the yeah. interesting. There's that's very interesting that you have soup and now do you have a particular flavor of milkshake that appeals to oh, you? Oh, chocolate has chocolate. to be chocolate. Has to be chocolate. Yeah. Okay. And um, homemade. And homemade. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, not not McDonald's or. Well, we are we are going to. Further investigate a similar topic later in the show. Hint, hint. Tigger doesn't know what the question is going to be, but it's kind of related to this topic a little bit later in the show. But um, right now, we need to move on to our round table. And I don't find out what the round table is going to be till right before we start recording. So, surprise! <laughs> What's the round table, Tigger? Round table are the pros and cons of adding a miniature horse to your life. Why? Why this question now? What uh, what inspired it? I, I'm seeing a lot of rescues with minis that need homes. Ah, well, there you go. That that's uh, that's a good reason. And if I may, because this is one of my passion projects, in that there are miniature horses and there are dwarf horses. Some miniatures, because of poor breeding, are dwarves. So. Understand the difference and understand which one you are about to take into your home because... Oh, that's a very good point. The health and welfare and maintenance of a dwarf is very, very different than a healthy, sound, genetically healthy miniature. Two different Very things. good point. Yes. So, moving on. Adding a mini to your life. What, you start. Well, I love minis. I mean, who doesn't? They're who doesn't? It's like, exactly. It's like little goats they're like and minions. Min- yeah, they're just like minions. That's exactly right. But I hear from clients all the time about health issues with minis, mm-hmm. and the biggest problem is weight. Yes, and you know they have little legs and little mm-hmm. feet and. So metabolically, they're kind of a they're kind of challenging, and I always wanted one. Can I tell you a story? Please. A long time ago, twenty five years ago, long, twenty long years time ago, in a yeah. galaxy far, far away, far, far away, a couple uh, brought a very small pony. She must have been ten hands, and she was a chinkatig pony, and they brought her here to board her because she was like 35 years old oh my! and they thought you know she's got a year or two and they wanted a place where we would bury her and and blah 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 and they were moving to a condo and da, da. and you know a, a, a 10 hand pony is pretty little yeah well she at one point in her life she had been black but now she was kind of grayish Mm-hmm. speckly gray 
and she was starting to lose her sight. So I started calling her grandma. <laughs> they, they had named her Tiffany, which just seemed rather strange to me because she didn't seem like a Tiffany. But she, for a couple of years, was like every troubled horse's best friend. Oh, and if I had a, she was the, had, she was the local empath. She was, and I I had like one stall that was you know for horses that were laid up or recovering. That was like a big foaling stall, so there was plenty of room for Grandma and the and whatever horse was in there. And it didn't matter what horse it was; they would let her eat out of their bucket. They it was just she was just like everybody's little nurse companion. And then she really lost her sight and she got, you know, very, very fragile and not, not falling down fragile, but she was very aware that if a horse bumped her, she'd be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Right. So we couldn't turn her out anymore with, you know, the larger horses. Mm -hmm. So I just let her wander around the yard and she knew the yard and that's where all the good grass was. So she was perfectly happy to do that. And she would, you know, our driveway is is about an eighth of a mile long. So it's really long. And she would, you know, go down the driveway and nibble on the grass on the sides. Well, one day I hear all this honking and I run out of the house and this FedEx guy is running up the driveway. You've got a loose horse. I said, Oh, that's just grandma. Just, just move her out of the way. She just can't see you. And he looked at me with such horror. Like, you expect me to move this four-legged, rather large dog out of the way? I said, she's totally blind. Don't worry about it. So I went down there and I grabbed her by the mane and she just followed me up the driveway and from then on, he when he would come and deliver, he would drive so slowly down the driveway. And some days he'd say, I didn't see grandma today. Oh, or, hey, I saw grandma today. So, yeah. And she lived till she was 44. Wow. She was nine. Yeah. And just living around the house, basically. Yeah. She'd go in her stall at night. She knew where everything was. You didn't want to change anything. Yeah, you don't want to move anything around. Yeah. In a, move a picnic table or something. But that was my experience with a very, very small pony. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, the I I love I love Minis too, because hello, how cute are they? But Oh my God. But you're right. If you get one that's got those genetic challenges, be prepared for a lot of maintenance. And if you're gonna get one Well and even if they don't have the genetic ones if you leave them out on grass like well, you do yeah, a horse the kind of grass that we have nowadays it make it makes your average quarter horse obese and yeah. morbidly yeah. fat much less a po- a tiny yeah. little pony like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the um and well the, the good part and they need is, exercise yeah they need to you know exercise. if you have a mini they need to move yeah uh, those yeah. the um those the I mean, track paddocks are great for minis because then they you yes. know, kind of get some moving around so yes. they can find their food. Yeah. They move. Yeah. yeah. But well, I, good. you know, I've seen on, on YouTube people that are training minis to do really you know, like cancer therapy. All kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. 
yeah. really cool it's things. Cool therapy ponies, yeah. And they're obviously great for driving for any sized human being. Yep. You know, yep. it doesn't necessarily have to be kids. The great part is, so tack is made for minis now. You can get every imaginable sort of well, tack I didn't that you can know that. Yes, you can get riding tack because little tiny kids ride them. Um, you can get all sorts of driving tack. You can get muzzles of every description. You can get hoof boots for driving in them or riding them on the road or if they have tender feet wow. or founder. You can get clothing of every sort for them. The, the mini market, as far as supplies you need, is really quite robust now. So from that point of view, it's good if you're getting a mini into your life or you have a mini in your life. You have things available that are mini-sized, whereas 10 years ago, not so much. Right. Yeah. Um, I just love that they're using miniature horses for therapy. I think that is just yeah. brilliant. Well, it's great because you still have – because a – therapy horse is going to bring something slightly different to the plate than a therapy dog or a therapy cat. Yeah. Different species, Absolutely. right? Different genet genetic makeup, prey animal. But you can put your mini in your car. And you can put your mini you know, in your car. And, so you and go to it, an old folks home. Take, and exactly. You can take it to a, a place where they don't have access to animals. And you can take a mini versus taking a regular sized horse might be pretty right. pro prohibitive. And you can take them and they can get up very close with a little bit less concern about being being humped into. Right. You know, because they're about the size of a Labrador retriever, you know. I I was reading um, a couple of days ago about this uh, cancer group that meets and a mini comes like every day and just touching her and being with her, how it affects their serotonin and their sense of well-being and yeah, it's powerful medicine. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It's And you know what? Well, they didn't talk about this in the article, but the thing that I thought of was when you put your hands on, whether it's a horse or a pony or a mini, you know, you're getting some of their biome on you. And I think that's really important for the immune system. The fact that we, especially cancer patients, have to be so, so careful mm -hmm. of you know, certainly virulent bacteria. But when you touch an animal, you are picking up that biome, which is, is so good for our immune system because you need diversity in the gut. Right. It's just, right. it's just a fact of life. Yeah. I never thought of that. That's very interesting. So I have to, I have to go out right after we're done recording and rub my pony. Absolutely. And then don't <laughs> wash your hands right away. And don't wash your hands. And I'm going to sit and I'm going to come you know, in and I'm going to wait rub about all over five Glenn. minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Good for his immune system. Well, that's a fascinating thing that uh, see, mini minis are challenging, but minis all have a lot to offer too. So, you know, they go do. out and investigate getting a mini into your life. And there are lots of minis that um, are in rescue. That so, if homes. you are thinking about a mini, there are a lot of these little guys that would love to go live with you. There you go. <laughs> Hello. Hetty. Hello, friends. <laughs> you sound tentative, Hetty. Oh, did I've we, had did we quite wake you from a, a few nap? days. Did we wake you oh. from a nap? No, I don't nap. <laughs> that explains sure. a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
How's it so, going? Everybody well? Healthy? Yes. Uh, Patty isn't with oh. us this evening. Did you kill Patty? <laughs> no, 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 she has a clinic. Okay, then. Well, a I'm real sorry, job got in the way. To not have, yeah, real job. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> she kills me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're hurting me. <laughs> I can't. So, Hetty, I have a question for you that only you can answer. I have so many answers. I know you do. What's your Halloween costume this year? <laughs> I'm not allowed to go trick-or-treating because of COVID. I know, Aww. but I, I'm sure you're going to get dressed up in something. Well, I prefer traditionally to roll and poo and then some shavings and sort of decorate myself that way. But I don't know seems so done so 2019 so maybe this year i'm gonna you know dress up as oh i've got it i know exactly what i'm gonna do (laughs) okay okay i'm gonna go you know how if you go too close to the dryer your your suit stands straight out straight out And then I'm going to go right in front of my human and zapper. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. <laughs> I'm going to pop out my suit with electrostatic energy and then I'm going to zap my human. <laughs> Hedwig's going to go dress up for Halloween as a Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever hear about the experiment where they hook up a frog leg to an electric charge and it jumps? <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing <laughs> without the frog. <laughs> and here, I had this vision of you dressed as Ruth Bader Ginsburg for for Halloween. You know, with your little collar and your little black you know, judge outfit. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know that Hedwig could pull off Dr. Ruth. No, not Dr. Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Ruth. Now, actually, that would be a good one. I think she could pull off Dr. Ruth. There we go. See, there's another (laughs) idea for you. Yeah. After you do oil, you could become Dr. Ruth. Well, but mine is interactive. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> yes, and you get you do score extra points at the Halloween party if you've got an interactive outfit. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I the other option, of course, is to take my human with me on a leash and dress as the master-slave dichotomy from Hegel. So funny, but really only funny to people who read Hegel. That's true. You're not going to. You're not going to reach as wide an audience, right? Yeah. Whereas just electrocuting the human—that's got shock value. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You are just killing it tonight. Killing Brilliant. it. Brilliant. I am killing myself. Oh God. Well, enjoy the candy corn bonanza that I'm sure you're going to get your little paws into. Chocolate peanut butter. Come on. 
jeez. Bye, Hedwig. Thanks, Hetty. Happy Halloween. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. And normally it is time for the breed of the show right now, but since Patty's not here, no breed of show. But instead, we're going to have quiz question. Ding, 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 ding. The super listeners, our auditors at Horse Radio Network. If you don't know what an auditor at the Horse Radio Network is, you need to go to horseradionetwork.com and look for the auditor banner and click on it. It explains it all right there. There are super fans. And our super fans have their very own private Facebook page. Wow. Um, Yeah. And they know about the latest addition to Horse Radio Network headquarters home base. And the newest addition is named Tickles. And uh, Tickles is a greyhound. And Tickles is a young greyhound. She's only a year and a half old, which is practically a puppy in racing greyhound terms. Oh, for sure. And she's just a tiny little spit of a thing. And... We just got her home the other day, and she's just got a little bit of diarrhea. There's a lot of adjustments going on in her life right now. Stress, she just got yeah. fixed. She got wormed. She came to a new home. Lots going on. So I wanted to quiz Tigger. Best foods for dogs who have diarrhea just because there's so many changes going on in their life, just all at one time. Number one, Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Okay, like a pumpkin from the grocery store or a pumpkin out of a can? No, pumpkin out of a can. Canned pumpkin. Canned pumpkin. And it should be 100% pumpkin. Yeah, not the kind that says not pie pump- filling on the front. No, that's bad. No, you just want canned pumpkin. Let me give you a little heads up. There seems to be a shortage of canned pumpkin. So really? you might have to get on Amazon or Walmart or and find an off-brand Okay. Meaning a, a private label brand. Why, I'm sure it'll come pumpkin? back very soon. I don't know. Oh, it, it, fiber bulking. Oh. Now, I've only recently thought about this. I knew about it, but it never really, I never thought about its effects. There's fiber and there's fiber. There's fiber, digestible fiber and non-digestible fiber. And soluble and insoluble, insoluble fiber. And they do two slightly different things on the inside of an animal. Is and pumpkin one or the other or a little of each? Both. Oh, it's got both. Both. That's why you can use it for, for dogs that are constipated and dogs that have diarrhea. <gasps> it's the best thing ever. It's the best. And dogs love it. Well, I, yeah, our previous Greyhound, Glory, she loved pumpkin. And I'm hoping that uh, Tickles will too. Tickles is a garbage gut, which may be contributing to her diarrhea. She will eat any, yeah, when I when I was out walking her, she ate an she ate an acorn. Why? Oh my god! She just picked it up and went, "Oh, that's interesting." Down the hatch it went. She's like keen. He has to have something in his mouth. Oh. It can be a piece of paper. It can be a piece of plastic. It it just it, it's astounding to me what he puts in his mouth. Luckily, go. he's learned drop it. Yeah, that's that's one of her early skills already. She knows exactly what leave it is already. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And greyhounds are so easy to train in that respect because they're super, super sensitive. Typically, uh, a greyhound, if you look at them cross-eyed, they apologize. Oh. But the flip side to that is if you accidentally look at them cross-eyed, they won't come near you. <laughs> oh, wow. So it works both ways. You have to be very careful because you can you can train them badly very easily. So I'm going to feed my greyhound pumpkin. How much pumpkin does one give a average-sized 40-pound dog? I would say a tablespoon. About a tablespoon. And I would and add that. You know what? You could do food. some rice. That's a good bulking agent. Mm-hmm. Now, is it better to use white rice, brown rice? Yes, not brown rice. There's too much arsenic in brown rice. Oh, okay, white rice. Um, yep. I like to eat a rice quinoa blend. Is quinoa bad for dogs? No, quinoa is fine. Oh. But, it, you know, she's got a sensitive stomach. So Maybe not. Yeah. right now I just keep it at rice. Because it's yeah. bland and the carbohydrates exactly. help absorb excess stomach acid. And you've got all that bulking, you know, to help firm up the stools. Firm up the stools. Okay. Let me think. What else? Dog with diarrhea. And maybe something simple like some, you know, boiled chicken. Oh, she'd like that. You know, really bland diet. Yeah, she'd like that. (laughs) I got it. She's eating grain. She's eating a a good quality kibble. It's a a good quality grain-free kibble. But... Like I said, lots of changing, and she's on antibiotics right now too. Which does it have added taurine? What's that? Check your label. The grain-free, they ha- they need to add taurine, the amino acid. Oh, okay, taurine. T a u r i n e. Gotcha. Additional yes. taurine because yeah. it it mm-hmm. it's missing in gotcha. in grain. It, it it's in grains, and when they take when they go grain-free, taurine is really important for the heart. Well, I will make sure that there's added taurine. Absolutely. Now, if you make rice, you already got your taurine. So, so if I'm giving my dog, she is at this point, because she's just getting used to everything, she's getting the minimum amount they prescribe for the size of dog she is, because I'm also adding more to it. So I'm going to give her a tablespoonful or so of pumpkin. How much rice am I going to get? Yep. Or should I alternate it and give her pumpkin one meal and rice another meal? No, I would do the oh, – I mean, she's on antibiotics, right? Yes, she is. She's she's going to need a probiotic when this is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's eat, she's um, eating dirt, so she's doing that right. Oh, good girl. <laughs> she's like she, – she's eating garbage, yeah. I would probably give her, I don't know – quarter to a third of a cup of rice oh my you could be you could give her a half a cup i mean wow she'll she likes you already (laughs) tickles likes you all those foods okay all those things now for a dog that has diarrhea who is eating good quality commercially produced kibble and we're going to put a little pumpkin, and we're going to put a little rice. Do I have to worry about electrolytes and the dog getting dehydrated? No. Now, it's not really bad, horrible, nasty diarrhea. It's just like, oh, things are really loose in there. No, you could add a little water if you wanted. I always, I never give my dogs a dry food, even though they get raw and cooked. Yeah, our dog always, always add gets, a little water. Yeah, it's a greyhound thing because they tend to not chew the food. It just goes straight down and it gets oh. stuck. So they always get water in their food at our house. Yeah. 
So you should, I mean, you're feeding a, a balanced kibble, so you shouldn't have to worry about adding extra electrolytes. Okay. So because she gets, I would say there's probably a cup of water in there. It's pretty. Oh, that pretty is liquidy. a lot. It's pretty okay. liquidy just because she goes and it's gone. <laughs> the rice may slow her down a bit. Yes. She might go, ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and well, I, I suspect the the rice has the added benefit of the dog will feel more satiated. Absolutely. Feel stuffed. Yes. Yeah. And that's a good thing because a dog that feels full is going to be more relaxed going, oh, yeah, this is what a dog's supposed to feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because when you think about it, they're binge eaters, right? They're genetically designed totally. to be a binge eater. Yep. You know, they're not, not, they're not made to graze like a horse, quite the reverse. He's, he's going to be happiest if he can eat little bits continuously 24-7 versus the dog. He wants to eat a giant meal till he feels like he's going to vomit twice a day. Or and then day. he's going to lie down and sleep. And then he's going to lie down and sleep it off. <laughs> I feel the same way. Me too. <laughs> well, great advice, Tigapedia. No problem. And now we're at Critter Nutrition, and today's topic is stress-busting tips for humans. The infamous year of 2020 has tested our collective patience, nerves, and sense of well-being. It has not only affected us, it has also affected our animals. They pick up our stress like four-legged radar dishes. Humans experience stress, worry, and anxiety, much the same as horses do. Okay, we don't normally kick our bedroom walls or crib on the bed frame, but we can get cranky, distracted, and hypervigilant, even hide under the covers. Cortisol is a hormone that is our built-in alarm system and is behind our fight-or-flight response under pressure. Chronic stress, however, means that the body now has constantly elevated levels of cortisol, which can contribute to high blood pressure, muscle weakness, mood swings, anxiety, and depression. Like horses, humans react to stress in two fundamental ways. One, externalize our stress response, or two, internalize our stress response. Unlike horses, however, humans can also react to stress with a combination of externalizing the stress and internalizing it. For example, you may lose your cool, verbally lash out at a family or a friend, and then retreat into silence or burrow into the couch like a hamster. I tend to be an internalizer, keeping a lid on things, trying not to betray worry, doubt, fear, worst-case scenarios. All of the worries happen to play simultaneously at various strident levels in my head, like a symphony that is off-key and without a conductor. It feels as if I'm trying to keep the lid on Pandora's box while maintaining an aura of calm. I tend to eat less when I'm stressed, and I want to sleep more. My significant other, Peter, tends to be a combination of an internalizer and an externalizer. When he is stressed, his body gets tight, he lets loose a string of words with the power of stiletto knives, then retreats to his man cave with a jar of peanut butter. What happens in the man cave stays in the man cave. My mother, on the other hand, is a straight-out externalizer. If she is anxious, she acts almost as if she has ADD, which at age 89 can lead to peculiar occurrences. 
putting her purse under the couch for safekeeping, then not being able to find it for two days. Sits down to eat lunch, but decides she needs to pay bills, then immediately switches gears to go disinfect the bathroom. She is very good at venting her fears and worries via phone calls to her daughters. When she is anxious, she can't sleep. If she were a horse, she'd have a good buck and a spook in her. It's very important to deal with chronic stress, yoga, meditation, exercise, avoiding caffeine before bedtime, and avoiding late-night snacks can all help in the management of stress. Recognizing signs of stress, such as extreme irritability, fatigue, headaches, trouble concentrating, disorganized thoughts, chains of sleeping patterns, digestive issues, changes in appetite, a feeling of helplessness, perceived loss of control, low self-esteem, nervousness, frequent illnesses are symptoms that chronic stress brings. Stress busting for the way you stress. Meditation is often recommended for people under stress. In my experience, people who exhibit stress externally can struggle with applying meditation to a stressful event or time. Not every method works for everybody. The externalizer, whey protein, provides a range of amino acids, including tryptophan and cysteine, which are building blocks to the neurotransmitters such as serotonin. Research in the Netherlands has shown that higher levels of serotonin lower cortisol levels. Add some undenatured whey protein to a morning smoothie to help your serotonin levels and help to reduce cortisol. Ashwagandha. This Ayurvedic plant has been used for thousands of years to help animals and people with stress and anxiety. It is an adaptogen capable of balancing the glandular endocrine and circulatory systems. Research has shown that it can lower cortisol levels, reduce anxiety, improve cognition function, and normalize the body's physiological responses to stress. Patented ashwagandha extracts are the best choice in a supplement. Ashwagandha tea, such as Organic India's Tulsi Ashwagandha, is a great way to get the benefits of ashwagandha. This year, it has been the beverage of choice at my house. Peter really likes ashwagandha liquid extract from Banyan Botanicals. He likes how quickly it is absorbed and works. During the pandemic, we've been buying it by the case. Biostar employees have been known to snack on our equilibrium bars containing ashwagandha from time to time. Rishi mushrooms, known as the mushroom of immortality, it is an adaptogen that helps the body adapt to stress. Some practitioners consider it a grounding mushroom that can help improve mood and irritability. Rishi is best in extract form added to tea or coffee. It is bitter, but pairs well with coconut milk or dairy in a hot drink. Music therapy. Although externalizers may want to put on some headbanging music or heavy metal, consider going to slightly more calming choices. Peter tends to go with Dylan or Leonard Cohen, which, when I'm stressed, tends to put me in the fetal position. The human brain and nervous system are hardwired to distinguish music from noise and response to rhythm and tones. Researchers have speculated that listening to music helps organize the firing of nerve cells in the right half of the cerebral cortex. Several trials have shown that patients that listen to music before surgery have lower blood pressure in both systolic and diastolic numbers. A 2006 study of 60 adults with chronic pain found that music was able to reduce pain, depression, and disability. Externalizers may do best with soothing music, particularly orchestral. Definitely turn off the news. CBD. 
Cannabidiol plays a significant role in helping the body maintain homeostasis via cannabinoid receptors in the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. CBD can help mood, immune system, sleep, memory, digestion, and inflammation. My choice is CBD broad-spectrum gummies from Infinite CBD. Of course, there are many forms of CBD, oil, liquids, powders, and you have to find the right one for you. I find the gummies work quickly and support a feeling of well-being. The internalizer stress, sir. Holy basil, also known as Tulsi. Like ashwagandha, holy basil is an adaptogen. It is described in Ayurvedic texts as the incomparable one. Holy basil helps reduce cortisol and can promote physical and emotional endurance. It can help regulate blood sugar. Holy basil has a wonderful aromatic smell, and I found that just smelling holy basil puts me at ease. Tulsi tea is one of my favorites. I especially like organic India Tulsi turmeric ginger tea. The turmeric provides important anti-inflammatory properties, and the ginger is good for digestion. Frankincense and myrrh. These plant-derived resins from Boswellia were used as medicinal substances for thousands of years. A study published in 2018 showed that frankincense and myrrh as incense can help purify the air. These two resins can reduce airborne bacterial counts by 68%. An oil blend of frankincense and myrrh can help reduce stress and anxiety. The aromatic properties encourage deeper breathing and can prevent panic attacks. During this pandemic, Peter has been burning frankincense and myrrh in a diffuser. I prefer to apply the oil directly to my neck and wrist like perfume. My favorite brand is Indigo Wild. When I breathe in frankincense and myrrh oil, I get a deep feeling of courage and balance. Laughter is the best medicine. Those that internalize their stress can benefit from laughter. Laughter triggers the release of endorphins and reduces stress hormone levels. It can also tone your abs because when you laugh, the muscles in your stomach expand and contract, similar to intentionally exercising your abs. Laughter also activates the immune system T-cells that help fight off sickness. When I am deep into my internalized stress, I have to kick myself into watching something funny. It's an effort. But when I push through and watch an old Robin Williams video, a Seinfeld episode, or a Simon's Cat cartoon, I inevitably feel better. CBD isn't just for externalizers. CBD is quite profound in its ability to bring the body to homeostasis via the central and peripheral nervous systems. The challenge with CBD is finding the right CBD for the individual. You may have to try different brands and different delivery forms, oil, powder, gummies, to find the right one for you. I take Infinite CBD's broad-spectrum gummies. They have had a profound effect on my sense of well-being and chronic pain (coughs) from an old field hockey knee injury. I have tried others, including oils and powders, but none have affected me this profoundly. When I find myself wanting to hide away from the world, I chew a gummy And in an hour or less, I can come out of the bunker. Combination stress reactions. The tricky part of having a combination of external and internal reactions to stress is approaching both sides. Since I live with someone with a combination of reactions, what we have found is to use a little of both internalizer support and externalizer support. For example, when Peter gets revved up and is expressing his stress as an externalizer, I give him an ashwagandha liquid extract from Banyan Botanicals. 
when he goes into his internalizer phase, I make him Tulsi tea. He likes CBD isolate powder, so I often add that to his tea. And I fill the diffuser in the man cave with more frankincense and myrrh. What I have learned is to address the stress response that is happening, not the stress response that might occur next. Finding the silver linings. No matter which way you tend to express your stress, seeking the silver lining and seeing the glass as half full are components of stress busting. Optimism and pessimism affect the body at a cellular level, either boosting us or bringing us down. Some days we feel like Eeyore, other days we feel like Pooh. Don't be afraid to seek the silver linings to look at our seemingly upside-down world at the moment and recognize where the light is shining. Remember that the gift of stress is the revelation of what we forget is within us, our strength, resilience, hope, courage, perseverance, and compassion. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why BioStar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. BioStar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The BioStar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BioStarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BioStarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So here we are at Coffee Clatch. And the topic today is which Harry Potter character best describes your dog or cat? And this includes, you know, if there, if your dog or cat may not be a specific Harry Potter character, but which house at Hogwarts? Are they Slytherin? Are they Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw? So to start you have too this many off, dogs to choose from, you could fill up the entire house. You could have the entire house of Ravenclaw. No, I, I actually, I think I don't have anybody in Slytherin, but I definitely have some Hufflepuffs, some Gryffindors, and a couple of Ravenclaws. Kimasabi, he's you know he's he's the old man of the of the tribe, and I can see that. If he lives long enough, he could definitely be Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) Wise but sharp-witted? Yes, wise, perceptive. Oh, if he could only, like, connect with the phoenix and then fly away when he needed to, that would be awesome. Or cast a spell. Do you, do you have any do you have any Madame Pumphreys? I have a Hermione. You have a Hermione, yeah? I do. That's Wookiee. Yeah. Definitely a Hermione. I also have who is that that horrible professor that's very vain? 
He taught the dark arts. Ugh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, um, the name escapes me at the moment. Yeah. He had wrote all those books and really he hadn't done anything, but everybody thought he was so glamorous. Yes. I, I have a dog like that. Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart, that's what That's was. it! Yep. Good one. Yeah, I have I have one of those. And I also have the the guy who turns into the werewolf, the professor, that's Professor Lupin. Lupin, yes, Lupin. He's yes. one of my favorites. I like Professor Lupin. Well, I, I have a dog that's a Professor Lupin. Oh, you can always count on him. He's always there for you. Yeah, but, but at night... He's howling to the moon. <laughs> I don't, however, have a Harry Potter in the group. I do, I do have a, and I don't have a Hagrid. Maybe that's Peter. <laughs> See, there you go. But I do have a, oh, what's Harry's best friend? Weasley, Ron? Yeah. Yeah, that's Keen. Keen is definitely Ron Weasley. Uh, he's not red. So, how about you? Well, our new greyhound, Tickles, who has diarrhea, by the way, if you were listening to the show earlier. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I think, at first I thought Queenie Goldstein from Fantastic Beasts. Ah. That's where I was going, but I think she's going to become Queenie Goldstein. Oh, wow. But I don't think she is right now. I think right now she's Helena Ravenclaw. Um, Helena is... Dead. <laughs> well, she's dead. But she's she's a very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not brave isn't the word I'm looking for. She is... Um, she is loyal. And she is strong. But she's also afraid. Mm-hmm. Because she's afraid to reveal to anyone where the diadem 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 is. So she's she's a conflicted character in that respect, and I think that's where Tickles is right now. She she's definitely not brave. She hello, it's a greyhound, right? Greyhound. They chase small objects. <laughs> Walking her on the leash, she sees a squirrel. Little ears go up. She's got great ears. Oh. Her eyes brighten and she stands still. And then she goes, <gasps> and then the squirrel looks at her and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm scared. I'm sorry. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. So um, she's a little bit timid, but she's also fiercely loyal and very, I want to be your person and I'll do everything. It was scary. I'll try it. Oh my God, this is scary. Steps. Terrifying. Terrifying. Really? Yes. Well, she's never seen them in her life. She's never met a step. <laughs> Kennels are on one floor. Wow. And the house she was fostered in is one floor. So there was no reason to walk up a step. So luckily our house has a ramp. <laughs> so she doesn't have to. <laughs> wow. Um, but today we, we have a set of steps that we use, but she right now she's using the ramp. So we were using a little bit of of food motivation and I was putting bits of dog kibble on the steps and I convinced her that she could get both front paws on the step at the same time. It was a big deal. Wow. Kind of like lo- teaching a horse to load in a trailer. You have to mm-hmm. take it in tiny little steps because I was thinking yeah, that. Yeah. And they get overwhelmed very quickly if they if they if they feel like they're getting the wrong answer 
they'll kind of give up going, I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> oh, they're very dramatic. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you know who she is? She's the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> wrong movie series. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong franchise. She's the Cowardly Lion. She's beautiful. If we could get her to sing like heart. Bert Lar. Yeah. She's she's the Cowardly Lion. I'm so Sorry. <laughs> I can just see her saying that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I bet she doesn't have another dog because that they she would just follow. Don't you think she would follow one right up the steps? Yes, yes. And because they've lived their entire lives as a pack, they're always with other greyhounds, the racing hounds. That's part of their lifestyle. They're never alone. Either they're with their humans or they're with their fellow greyhounds. They are very con. They're either going to be if they're an alpha, they just take charge, or if they're subservient, they will just follow anybody anywhere. And um, the foster home had a another greyhound that they've had for a number of years, so he knew all the all the ropes and he was showing her the the tricks. He he taught her right away how to collect stuffed toys and put them in her crate. She knows how to do that. Oh. She takes all, we, we got her a whole bunch of stuff toys. Oh. She goes around the house and picks them up and puts them in the crate. And it's not good enough to just put them in the crate. You must bury them in the crate. <laughs> bury them in the crate. Yep. <laughs> and she tears the tags off of them. That's important. What? You know, they, they, always tie, they always have that soft cloth tag sewn on that has the contents made of. She, she finds that and she shreds it off. Eventually, wow. she'll shred the whole toy, I'm sure. But right now, we're just tearing off tags. That could be handy at, you know, Christmas. That's true. I could put her to work taking off price tags. That's a good idea. Absolutely. I like it. Our little elf has a job. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for today. If you if you want to let us know what, what member of the cast of uh, Harry Potter your dog or cat is, send us a postcard. Yeah. Biostar US, 1 Cleveland Street, Suite 800, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your Wookiee. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs> <laughs>